Have you gotten a new job? No. Have you applied? No. Why? There's no application. What do you mean? Well, I'm not going to get a job. Oh, you're not going to like be an employee? No, I'm, I'm going to try not to be an employee. <laughs> I might end up being an employee. Are you freaking out over Hot August Nights? What do you mean? Do you like register your car and go oh, yeah. to the show and shines and shit? My car's out in your driveway right now. I know. Jen wanted you to take us out tonight, and you said no. I didn't. She never asked me that. You want to take me out to dinner in that car tonight? Well, I, already, I have dinner plans with my parents now. Ugh, what about after for a drink? Well, maybe. Have you heard Try That in a Small Town? I have. have? <laughs> Who hasn't? <dude>? It's all <laughs> over now. That thing blew up. Holy cow. Oh, How does that backfire like that? I think what happened was the song was out. And the song doesn't say anything bad. It's I know. just a country song. But the video has actual news footage of all the shit that's happening nationally. Whether it's Antifa or looting or crime against police and that's what got kicked off of cmt country music television and then that's where the whole backlash it was racist and it was this and it's that and it's anti this and they're they're like no it's not this is what's happening in our country and he's saying in a small town we have each other's backs that shit don't happen in small towns right you know you don't hear of that drama in the, a small the, town. the news clip that i saw it's it said there's some piece in the video in front of a, a court i don't know where it was and they said that it was a place that lynchings had happened so now all they did was put a piece of a news feed up and they tell them that they did that strategically because lynchings had happened there so you're yeah. talking about stuff that happened over a hundred years ago well it's the same thing that why we had to take down all of the statues and everything and that and and I guess, I don't know if we're planning on having this kind of a podcast, but you can't erase your history. You can't. And I understand racism and it's not good. And that time and that time in history is, is bad. But I mean, it's how far does it go? Like you, why is it okay for the Atlanta Braves still to be called the Atlanta Braves and the Florida state Seminoles to be called that? But Washington changed their name from the Redskins to the Generals, I believe, or the Commanders, or one of them. Yes, yeah, they were the football, the, the football club team. of Washington, of or yeah. whatever. The Indians, the Cleveland Indians, changed their name to the Guardians. That's just erasing history and like, what did it do? Did it do somebody good? I don't know. Like I, I have several American Indian friends and people that I've worked with and hunted with and, you know, just hung out with. There's no issue there. And I've never heard them once come to me and go that that's, they have an issue with any of that. But still, to this day, there's teams that are that could be what could be deemed disrespectful or disgraceful to that tribe or that name. So why is it okay that the Braves kept it, but the, the Redskins and the Indians changed? And, and <clears throat> if you look at every mascot is supposed to be like a – like a hero figure you know what i mean it's not the you know the minnesota you know tweety birds it's the vikings you know it's the raiders it's the freaking you know it's some badass you know the buccaneers it's like a a formidable opponent is what you're trying to portray so they took those away from those guys in my opinions like you said the atlanta braves as you're looking at a you know an indian brave was one of the guys that went out and fought you know and that's a formidable opponent. You don't they want do the tomahawk chop. And they said that that right. was disgraceful too. Right. But it's really, uh, to me that that was, I would have been proud of that. You know what I mean? I, I mean, 
I don't. Is there an? I guess the no. I should I be know. a Notre Dame fan because I guess I have some Irish in me. But I think that's cool, right? The Fighting Irish is like you should be proud of that. Do you, you need to be more of a history buff to understand if if red skin is a racist comment or a degrading comment, something that defaces the the that nation, that tribe? of of american indians of that culture like to me that's the one that's kind of close yeah like that almost sounds like almost kind of degrading but i don't know the history of it was there a tribe or was there somebody higher up in a tribe that was called you know for lack of better terms chief redskin or there's the kansas city chiefs they're still the chiefs which i don't know the indian indians is not a bad name no matter how you look at it they changed it to guardians i know but that you I could see, like you said, I could see where maybe redskin was a derogatory term, but I don't even know about that. I mean, I guess you'd have to, we'd have to ask somebody that, you know, is Native American and see if it offended them. I, I bet you 99.9% of them would say no. Yeah, I don't. You know, they, when they took Andrew Mime off the syrup bottle, were there really people out there that thought that that was like, that was, that was holding them back, whatever, we financially? Grew, we grew up in a black neighborhood. Uh, you called you, black spring you know more than anyone my grandpa who took over as my grandpa was a black man that died at 93 years old cecil washington who was my grandpa red buildings chance buildings best friend took over as our grandpa when he passed away at a young age raised us taught us how to drive with my dad taught us how to shoot taught us how to hunt taught us how to cook taught us how, his kid his grandkids jj and michael taught us how to break dance yeah there was no racism there was no talk of that there was some fighting but it was mainly just kids cutting up, right? I didn't know. I, I mean, I was listening to Rob Bass and NWA and hip hop and the, all the rap. I could go through the Sugar Hill Gang to every single rapper that I listened to from 1980 all the way through my current age right now. Still do it. Yeah. Um, and what Aunt Jemima meant to me was breakfast and fun with, with JJ and Michael. We had, we had the best syrup on the planet. We had the best syrup. I never thought of it. I thought of it as, okay, like Uncle Ben's rice was changed too, I think maybe. I think so, yeah. We ate that. I never sure. thought of it because we were all just buddies. We The media has exploited stuff so much to where when I was listening to NWA and Ice Cube sing about the things they sang about, which was disruptive in a lot of ways, I looked at it more of the art form and not what, what it was causing whether it was the Rodney King trial and that came out and then the Predator album came out of Ice Cube once NWA broke up with Dre and Easy E and Ran and Yellow and all them. And there's a lot of <laughs> anti-white rap in a lot that album. A, a lot, lot. That, that Predator album is, all, is a lot anti-white. Yeah. And, and a lot of anti-Semitism <laughs> and stuff like that. I Because mean, I, I still listen to all that stuff. I look at it too. as art, though. I looked at it as beat. And I've always considered Ice Cube a genius rapper. He was the genius rapper of NWA. He taught oh. him how to rap. Dre's not a rapper. Dre puts together the beat and he produces. Right. He's a genius too. And he's he had a good. The Chronic was a good album. I mean, it was good, but but, but not he don't great. Flow, yeah. He don't flow like the other no. guys do to me. No disrespect to him, but he wasn't. He just didn't flow. Um, but I just never looked at it like that. I I remember walking around with spray painted cardboard and a ghetto blaster and a strobe light and mm-hmm. knocking on doors and asking if we could do the our breakdance. Can we plug in? For him. <laughs> yeah, we just want to do our breakdance expedition, do backspins and handspins and headspins for you. That's funny. That's what we wanted to do. Like that's what we did. We'd go down to Oakland and Richmond and hang out in in those neighborhoods of 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 African Americans and just get along with them. And just and just hang, and they'd come up here, and we'd hang at the Martin Luther King Jr. Center in Black Springs yep. in North Reno, and I never thought twice about 
the N word or ra- there was it was you it was never said. I just don't know if media has made all this stuff bigger than it is because where where has it really gotten anybody except more divided? That's what I that's the I guess what I was trying to get at too is it's like what what got accomplished by when you look at marketing like what aren't you proud you you can speak to it aren't you proud when you see yourself on a you know a Benelli ad or something like that right that's marketing like you should be proud of that you you would think that if a, a likeness of you or somebody in your heritage or your you know bloodline is on a product that's a good thing as long as it's not you know if something bad but i'm saying you know the land of lakes butters you know they they did the same thing and my uncle ben's how was that land of lakes yeah they took the native american guy off of it and jemima though is like i don't know how many times i've been in the south and heard african-americans brag about their grandmas and their mama's cooking and that's all that meant to me was when I would eat, when I eat those Southern meals in those neighborhoods, in those houses, in those friendly environments, I never think of it like, oh, it was racist that I was pouring this syrup on pancakes. I thought it was a lady that had an unbelievable maple syrup recipe. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. It's like, dude, this lady came up with the best syrup and got her name on the bottle. Yeah. Got her face on the bottle. Great. So Uncle so, Ben had the best rice. You know. So is it is it bad that that salsa has a Mexican flag right. on it and and it's called Miguel's or or this stuff's made in New York City? I guess paste, paste. really isn't. But it's almost like where does it stop? Right. Where does it stop? And why did it even happen in the first place to start tearing down history? Like again, it's all about history and what you know about. Like Lady Annabellum, a country group, they changed their name to Lady A. Annabellum was like a, I thought it was like a, um, uh, an architecture form of houses and manors back in the day and those old homes in the South. But then I guess if you, you know, without digging into it, it might have something to do with where slave owners lived like hmm. an Annabellum home. I never knew that. I believe I had, let me look it up. Let me look that. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking at, Cause I never, I never knew what that word was. I just, I knew them as the group, but I never knew what their, you know, whatever antebellum meaning means antebellum means before the war but it was widely associated with the u.s civil war 1861 to 1865 until after that conflict was over the word comes from the latin phrase antebellum a two words a-n-t-e and then b-e-l-l-u-m literally before the war and its earliest known print appearance in english dates back to the 1840s why would you have to so because there's there's a meaning to it what does antebellum oh what does antebellum mean in slavery in the history of the southern united states the antebellum period from latin antebellum literature before the war spanned the end of the war of 1812 to the start of the american civil war in 1861 the antebellum self was or south was characterized by the use of slavery and the culture it fostered so they're saying that that part of the south called the antebellum south was characterized by the use of slavery hmm but it means before the war right so those that group instead of getting into anything they changed their name to lady a for 10 years at least a decade so it used to be lady annabelle lady before the war lady before the war and then it became a a, a racist term because it says right here the antebellum south was characterized by the use of slavery and the culture it fostered and maybe that's a southern thing that we don't understand because i i honestly had no clue what i thought antebellum was a was a person's name you know, like Lady Antebellum was, you know, the lady's name, but maybe down south they use that term derogatorily. Is that a word? 
and, and so I don't know because I, I honestly had never really knew that. I, the band says that they chose the name Lady Antebellum after the Antebellum style home where they shot their first band photos and it reminded them of the southern styles of music. Antebellum means before a war and the term has been widely associated with the pre-Civil War period in the United States when slavery was practiced. So that's when slavery was here, but that's just a time, a time frame that, and a time referral <laughs> but really it's about architecture and before the word and before the war in Latin. Um, what is an example of antebellum? The antebellum period in the Southern United States, all we call the antebellum South. You might describe a plantation, a plantation, which I said an antique dress or other artifacts of that historical period are described and, and defined as antebellum. So anyway, they changed their name to Dixie Chicks. That word Dixie's taken off their name. They're just called the Chicks. But there's still other things of, of that, that still have Dixie on them. Dixie Cup. Um, there's some other ones. Like, I don't know. Just like, where does it start? I just guess I've never looked at it in that mindset. But again, I'm not in their shoes. So does, a, does an African-American person see a band coming to a concert on a big billboard or a big, you know, big marquee that says Lady Antebellum, August 19th, 7 p.m., and they take offense to that? Like, does that happen? I guess we, we wouldn't know the answer to that, but I, I've never heard anyone say anything like that. I, I never, but... Have we just lived in a shelter deal to where racism well, was never in our lives? One of my best friends is black. I talk to him almost every day. I probably do, you know, on text. He's in Arizona, right? Or he was? Well, he time. was. Now he's in Texas. Yeah, we went Texas. to those games with him. He went to the games with him. And, and I definitely saw it a couple times with him. More, more, uh, you know, I saw some people that he beat up for calling him the N-word in scenarios like in bars and stuff when they're drunk. And, you know, that's a that's a hurtful word to say to somebody. And so i had i had heard it but i never heard him you know say he didn't like a certain product because of a you know was there some kind of undertone or was, a lot of these are older products too you know so i never heard him complain about a product or anything like that um so let me ask you this lady annabellum changes their name in june of 2020 because the word annabellum has strong connotations to slavery does it does this new song by Jason Aldean in the video have strong con connotations to to disrespecting another race or racism? I, I don't. No. The antebellum period, which means before the war in Latin, is generally thought to be the time period between the War of 1812 and the start of the Civil War in 1860. Okay, in that part of our American history, there was slavery. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that antebellum has anything to do with that. All right. Are you showing our our country and our history more disrespect, or that 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 style of dress, or that style of architecture, or that Latin word that means before the war? Are you showing it disrespect by taking it away? What did you really accomplish? That's the thing by taking it off of your name. It, because it, now I could see like being heartfelt of like, well, slavery was prominent then, but that doesn't mean that Antebellum had anything to do with slavery. S slavery was prominent when they built the pyramids in Egypt, and they study that and school every day still yeah they want they it's i i say they and i don't know who they are but th this group of people want to erase that part of history but you cannot erase history and when you don't pay attention to history it's doomed to repeat itself isn't that what the saying says yeah. so it won't be it wouldn't be in our lifetime but if you you know you look at the same way as like world war ii and what nazi germany did 
if you let people forget about stuff like that, somebody else will do it again. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like we should be remembered how terrible it was so that nobody ever tries to do it again versus let's all try to forget about it because in a hundred years, then you get to see it again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's and you, the, in the opposite of antebellum, the, the, the opposite is postbellum, post-war. Yeah. So like it has nothing to do. Nothing. That just was a war. It was, that war did not happen 100% because of slavery. Hey, everybody, it's Chad Belling with the Foul Life Podcast. I'm so excited to announce the 2023 Benelli Migration Madness Sweepstakes. From August 1st through October 31st, 2023, go to shoot-on.com. Again, that is shoot-on.com forward slash Benelli Migration Madness for your chance to be entered to win over $15,000 in prizes, including a collection of Benelli Super Black Eagle 3s and and 3.5-inch 12 gauge 3 inch 20 gauge and the new 28 gauge all decked out in the new real tree max 7 camouflage pattern also included is a four thousand dollar online shopping spree from our friends at banded greenhead gear and avery outdoors plus three cases of ammo for each of the sbe threes from federal premium and a pair of wing shooter alpha shield hearing protection that are valued at over fourteen hundred dollars a pair it's the 2023 benelli migration madness sweepstakes brought to you by our friends at banded and federal premium ammunition from august 1st through october 31st again go to shoot-on.com forward slash Benelli Migration Madness to be entered to win that $15,000 in prizes. I'm Chad Belding from the Foul Life TV and the Foul Life Podcast. Good luck to everybody. I think that the reason that, that well, you, you read the date about when they changed their name, 2020, it was when all this craziness was happening in our country that I still hope, is. and I still, but it was very bad then. And I got to hope that those people all feel a lot of remorse and regret for what they did because that was just ridiculous. And, and and I think that it's a glaring thing for them to see it again. You know what I mean? And so it's like when Jason Aldean puts that song out and they show the clips of these people being dumbasses for a year and a half straight, I just I just remember the remember that Chaz thing that was out oh, where they yeah. took over a whole city block in yeah. Portland and yeah. and then all of a sudden people are dying and uh, a murder and overdose no, and, and and then they want to be and, back in society because yeah. I, I saw a documentary thing uh, where a guy a guy goes around this neighborhood in Detroit and uh, he's with a guy from the neighborhood and the guy asked him he says do you are there cops here and he says yeah there's cops here and he said do the people here want the cops here. He said, if the cops weren't here, most of these people wouldn't survive a week. He said, they have to be here. They are here. And they're, they're, they're making what would be really, really, really bad a lot better. So that's what, you know, this Chaz thing and, and these people say they don't want the cops. Most of the world wouldn't make it a, a, a month without law and order. You know what I'm saying? 100%. The people that live in high-rise towers in San Francisco and drink soy milk lattes, and I, that's, it's okay if you like those, but I'm, I'm categorizing a group of people that have never fired Try a gun before. I know. Yeah. A, choy, a, choy, a soy milk latte. Soy milk latte. <laughs> but, you know, th- those people – those people didn't grow up like you and I hunting and fishing and can, you know, make a fire and do all the things and got 10 safes full of guns. the African-American people that I hung out with. No, Cecil of course not. Hunted, but his grandkids lived in inner city Bay Area. And we still, we respected them and they respected us. Of course. We, we did with them and they'd come and hang out with us. I don't, yeah. like, there's just, it, right here, 
what is an antebellum property? Antebellum homes refer to the large, elegant mansions, usually plantation homes, built in the American South, listen to this, during the 30 years before the American Civil War. So these homes in antebellum style was around before and during slavery. It was these homes were built way before the they're Civil probably War still they're probably still <laughs> built today. Oh, there's a lot. I, of I imagine it's the wraparound porch type style Big house. Pillars, that you're th- yeah. White pillars. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful architecture. Our, our, our so. University of Nevada has got several buildings that look like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just a weird mindset to think that that got distinctively defined with slavery when it was it had nothing to do with slavery. Ha- how come Blazing Saddle's never been canceled? I don't know if it's ever. I know that if it came out today, it would be. But so would Eddie Murphy Raw. Eddie right. Murphy made fun of every stereotypical person. I mean, he made Mr. T a homosexual. Right. He'd been canceled in three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that make you laugh? Oh. <laughs> I mean, well, it, the, one, the one line that hit me, hey, crunch up my butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he, he made fun of Michael Jackson, Mr. T. He Oon made foo fun foo. of fat people. He made fun of white people. He made fun of his kids. He made fun of alcoholics. Eddie, that ain't <laughs> no piece of furniture. Guys. That's a piece of shit. Because your dog comes in here. Like the guy was genius. He'd be canceled in a heartbeat oh, yeah. now. Most of his movies would be. But his they, movies wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have even made it off out of Hollywood back in the day. No, that's so true. I don't know, dude. It's like, you, we, how far do you push it? I don't want racism. I don't want people to be looked down upon or shunned down upon or treated differently. You can't. I don't know if you can stop ignorance. I don't know if you can. Can't. I don't know if you. But you got to learn this stuff so you're cognitive of it and you understand what happened in our history. And that that new song, Here We Are in 2023, a country song that doesn't abide by the woke generation or the woke movement automatically causes disruption to where now it's costing millions i just read that uh blake shelton who he might be married to a liberal now i don't know what gwen stefani is but he married her in hollywood when he's on the voice she's not he was married to miranda lambert at one time who's a redneck from i don't know what her political affiliation is doesn't matter she's from texas um he took a 34 million dollar deal off the table and pulled his videos from cmp luke that. bryan another one of aldine's friends pulled all of his videos and he's got a lot of them mm-hmm. i heard other artists are going to follow suit what whatever happened to if you don't like a song you just don't listen to it well i I think this happened because of of the news footage that was used and and what you're saying it 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 brought up conversations or thinking or installments of lynching or or like you remember the old video of the rodney king uh beating remember that can you imagine how graphic and bad that was that was disgusting Nobody oh. wants to see that, and that's a weird time in American history too, oh, because yeah. of the the jury and the in the in the jur- the 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 judgment that came out of that court oh, case, yeah. right? Bad times of of what had happened and how far they took that. That was disgusting to watch. You can't look at that with a normal brain in your head and go, "That was well." You just can't do it. No, you just don't. That that should have never happened. What Reginald Denny, when he, the riots are happening, he got pulled out of his diesel, the white man, oh, yeah. and Crush. got beat to death almost. That should have never happened. Nope. But because of the, the media and because of the hype that was going around the Rodney King case, that man was in the wrong place at the wrong time and got pulled out of his big rig. I call diesels diesels, and Anna laughs at me. <laughs> I mean, I call 18-wheelers diesels, and she's like, what do you mean? Like, you what do drive they call a diesel them? truck. 
they're called rigs, big uh, oh, rigs. Oh, big rigs or 18-wheelers. Transports. Uh, I call them diesel, too, even though I know there's diesel pickup trucks and stuff. There's diesel Volkswagens, too. Yeah. I know. But we call them diesels, and she's like, what are you talking about? That's an 18-wheeler. Roll on highway, <laughs> roll on along, roll on, daddy, till you, you get, get back, back home. home. Roll on highway, roll on crew, roll on mama like I ask you to do, and roll on 18-wheeler, roll why on. Why didn't you choose on. Convoy right there? Convoy's a cool song. I love Alabama. I was walking in. I got Old times there are not, not forgotten. forgotten. Songs. How many guys are in Alabama? Songs, Five? Songs. Songs of the South. Let's Sweet see. potato pie and a shut That should be mouth. canceled. You shouldn't have sang that. Oh, is that Song of the South you can't sing? I don't think so. Really? Mm. No. Brett Cobb just came out with a new album called Southern Star. Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's probably Borderline. What does Southern Song Star have to do in it? Alabama had Randy Owen. They had uh, three main, but they had a drummer, too, so four. Four? They had a bassist who's dead. He just passed away. He got the, I think he had Alzheimer's or Lou Gehrig's disease. And then they have a guitarist, and then they have Randy Owen, the lead singer, who's getting up there and then they had a drummer so they i think the main band i don't think the drummer was ever considered part of the band let's look alabama could you name a band alabama in today's country music no um alabama bam band roll tide alabama band See all these pictures. Oh, this one shows four. This one shows three, three, three. Sometimes they I remember show that the drummer. one. That one album cover. There was three on it. Sometimes they show the drummer. See, Bennett Vartanian was the drum kit. I think that Teddy Gentry was the bassist. Jeff Cook, who's just passed away, was the guitarist. So I was wrong on the instrument. And then Randy Owen are the are the main three. <clears throat> formed in 1969 the the band was founded by randy owen and his cousin teddy gentry who's the the bass guitarist they were soon joined by another cousin jeff cook they're all family members those are the three were the three there was really three and then they had a drummer in there you hear me yeah so it's really just three people we were right and then they would have the drum god love in the first degree tennessee river mountain music dixie mountain Rolling music down the back Tennessee Byway. Who just redid that house? Or redid that house? Who just redid that song? What song? That you're singing right now. Nobody. Yes. Holding my lover with the other. A newer guy just re-sang that song. I better not have. You can't redo that song. You just can't do it. I'm pretty sure they did. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Song of the South. God, what a... I mean, they got like 50 number ones, dude. That's crazy. 41 number one country records on Billboard charts, their credit, and sold over 75 million records, making them the most successful band in country music history. Um, anyway, that's that's Alabama. So many good songs. They did like 19 um, farewell tours. They were the worst at it, like them and Motley Crue. <laughs> they were, this is our last What about tour. the Rolling Stones, dude? I don't think they've ever done a farewell tour. They just kept touring. They just Maybe keep they going. Have. But Alabama, literally, we go, this is our last tour, and now here we are in 2023, and they're on tour again. Yep. And I saw them in, like, 99 in downtown Reno on their farewell tour. Remember we saw Willie Nelson, like, three years ago because we thought it would be the last time he'd ever he's be able still, to perform, he and he's still out there. 90. Alabama band farewell. Farewell tour. I wonder when this was.
They're on their 50th anniversary tour now. Who is? I don't know how interesting this is what we're talking about, but I remember their farewell tour was in was like literally a night. I'm gonna just put in a Alabama band farewell tour 1999. Let's just see if it happens. What year did Alabama do their farewell tour? This one says 2003, so two <laughs> decades ago. The American Farewell Tour is a compilation album by the American country music band Alabama, released in 2003. Oh, that Alabama, the album is actually a compilation of songs released by Alabama over the years. What year did Alabama? What year did Alabama do their farewell tour? Um. Anyway. Yeah, that uh, that band's been around for a long time, so I don't know. It's, you know, our, I'm buddies with one of the songwriters on Try That in a Small Town. And they had no idea that this was going to... When you write a song like that, you have no idea it's getting ready to explode. What does that mean for him money-wise? I, mean, I, I, I know you today, don't know, but... As of today, it's number one on the Billboard chart. It's going to be mailbox money for him for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's it's what I, huge. That's it's what all those songwriters are looking to hit, right? They want mailbox money. Well, if you had to guess, I mean, does that make him 300 grand a year or a million a year? Mm, I bet you it makes them a million up front. But, really? But there's like three or four songwriters on it, so they got to split that. Oh. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of the music business enough to talk on it intelligently. Um, Alabama announced the American Farewell Tour in May of 2002. I saw that tour here in Reno. Let me ask you a question. I saw that here. Can you imagine? How do How do musicians make money nowadays that you don't have to buy CDs? Well, they, they they still get money off of any buys because you can still buy. You don't have to just go on and be part of music. You can go on to Apple Music and buy, and they get a bigger piece of that. But when you have something like, like Spotify and Pandora and all these, I assume that every stream they're getting a penny. Well, you got some guys that are getting billions of streams a year, like Zach Bryan or Luke Combs or Morgan Wallen. Cody Jinks is and they get a streams. piece of that. Yeah, oh yeah, they're getting a piece of that streaming because they own the intellectual property. The songwriters are getting a piece of it. The songwriters are making their money off the publishing of the song. So if it goes number one or top ten or top five, if it's country charts, Billboard charts, then licensing deals like Dodge used Chris Chris uh, Stapleton song Ram. Uh, Dodge used Heart Like a Truck, Lainey Wilson song. I don't know if she wrote that, but she used, they get a piece of that. Hmm. Um, then ASCAP is another streaming, another licensing publishing deal to where like when you hear it in baseball stadiums, every time it's played on TV commercials or whatever it is, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle or ACDC's got tons of anthems, right? So they get pieces of that through ASCAP. Hmm. And then the way they're making their money, though, is touring. Yeah. Their tours are sold out. Their merch lines are long as hell. Um, they're getting licensing deals. They're getting like Laney Wilson just signed with Stanley cups and um, people are signing deals all the time to represent companies. Riley greens with Caterpillar uh, John parties with American cowboy hats and endorsement deals. So, hmm. but the, the big money is in touring. Yeah. Cause they're probably getting 30, 40 grand a night to, that they take home. Oh, way more than that. I mean, you it depends more? on how big the production is, but you get yeah. somebody like, Let's say Luke Combs, right? He's a one-man guy. He's got a band that he plays. A they each make a salary a year to play as his band, touring band. Don't know if they're his session guitarists and drummers and, and musicians in the studio. 
but that tour comes in and they got big rigs that are that are leased out by the Luke Combs business, the management. Then they got tour buses that are leased out on a monthly deal or a yearly deal for each band member plus Luke, and they might have one for each family that's out there for each you know person tour manager. Luke has his wife and his kids out there, then the guitarist and the drummer. They roll all that, those expenses into it, right? They're paying that. The the then inside those big rigs is pyrotechnics and sound and staging and lighting and front of house and 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 side stage of all the tuning and everything that goes into the production. They're watching the big monitors. You've been back there with me, yeah. So you got all those expenses that go into the labor of that night. Some of these crews are hundred. I, I think Zach Brown had like a hundred, hundred, hundred twenty people on cruise sometimes. Then you know you have all the roadies that come in that are that are Setting part of a part of a a service usually in that city that that employs temp temps and they come in and the, you know a lot of them are doing things like pushing pushing carts or pushing the big boxes back in and loading the diesels right. Then you have professional people that are the riggers that climb way up on the towers and put the lights up. Those are usually part of a union that are that are that charge out to the the venue or whatever. So the venue's paying for all of that. Then they pay Luke Luke Combs like one point three or one point four million a night. Jesus. Then they make all the money. The venue's making the money on parking, all beer. the all the beer sales, all of that. They might get a piece of the merch. They might have to get a piece of the merch depending on how many merch stands are around there. Um, I assume that's how it works. I'm just yeah. I'm just free free get free lancing here, free balling of. Uh, of how it work. So then they take that money, that 1.4 million. Luke takes that money that the venue gives him, and right? He pays for and it. now he's the one paying for those big rigs yeah. and he's the one paying for the buses <clears throat> and he's the one paying for all of his employees that are on crew to help because the the city and the riggers and all those those might be union in that part of the country in that city. But the techs and the guitar techs and the sound guys and the tour manager and the lighting director in the front of house, that's all employed by Luke Combs. They come in and they travel with Luke to every show to make sure it's consistent on every show. Could you have you seen that? Uh, who just did that San Diego Stadium? Uh, Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Is that that's where the Rams play? Yeah, yeah, huge, huge audience, huge. I mean, he's he's selling out most of these stadiums two nights in a row. He sold out Wrigley Park forty two thousand two nights in a row. Wrigley Field, first artist, and it's not cheap it. to go. No, right. cheapest. Oh, he's seats, probably hundred bucks. Guy's on, that guy's on fire. Yeah. He's doing Garth Brooks bigger than Garth Brooks type shit, and he's only like twenty eight. I don't, I don't know if I could tell you any of his songs. Jilly likes them, but his songs are like his new big one is, uh, um, like I remember when I first heard him on the scene was the way I talk, which is he didn't write that, and neither did Hardy, I don't think. But the way I talk is when I heard Morgan Wallen come on, I'm like, this dude's gonna be big, because that song is so well done. Then Whiskey Glass, pour me. Poor me, you know the bartender yeah. that song, shoot, knock him up, knock him, kick him, or knock him back, set him up, set him up, set him up, knock him back, knock. That got huge. His new song is called "Last Night." Last That's right. night we let the liquor. Yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's got a lot of dude. You can't argue with these, that he's good. He True. picks the right songs. He writes good songs. He's got a good Michael Hardy. He's got songwriter of the year last year. He's written a lot of his hits, um, and he's just. He's got that, and but he got in trouble like Aldine just did. Aldine didn't get in personal trouble, but Morgan's the one that got busted getting videoed saying the you know what word. I thought that Nashville what, thought that was him. And before that, during COVID, he got busted for kissing a chick at a sorority in Alabama. Lauren Michaels of Saturday Night Live kicked him off 
of of him being the musical guest that week. He got in all kinds of trouble that week for being at a party. Is with he no a young mask. guy? He's twenty eight. He's got a mullet. He's redis- He's changed himself a little bit over the years. Um, he was on the show, the voice, not the voice. Maybe the voice. He got fourth place. I think he was on the voice at one time. Oh, yeah, he's a young guy. Yeah, he's young. He's from T- East Tennessee. He's great. He's a hunter fisher. Um, he has a kid. He's not married. And his career took off after that. His record label disowned him. His management fired him. And a certain amount of his friends stayed with him. And I believe they started a new company called Big Loud. And they kept him. And they signed Michael Hardy. And they signed Laney Wilson. And now the rest is history. They're making more money than him and Luke Combs are absolutely killing it. I see some Oakleys right there. What is that? That's a Holbrook? Holbrook XL. With the prism lenses. Let me see those, please. I love that Holbrook XL. Fits my face better than the regular Holbrook. Those look good. Yeah. Hat backwards good. No, see, you got those blue lenses with that blue hat. It was look really, good. it was really going off right there. Yeah. Picture. Let me just look in this. Let me get my camera up. And what do you do? You flip the camera. Yeah, you got to straighten your hat a little bit. Straighten the hat a little bit. Oh man, look at oh, that. Oh wow, stuff is dirt. Hey, that's pretty good looking. Mm-hmm. Handsome fella. Got those geese behind us. Prism lenses, ballistic lenses. You wear them fishing. What's the main reason that you wear these lenses fishing? Because you can see the fish in the water, and it works. If if you've ever not, or if you don't know it yet, yeah, I always like golfing. I'll look down and be like, "Oh, look at that fish right there!" And and everybody else that's not wearing the the prism polarized lenses, they can't see them. Well, it's the light refraction. Polarized lenses are you have to have them. If you're an outdoorsman, you have to have them. UVs, different skies, and waterfowl hunting, turkey hunting, deer hunting, whatever. A lot of people won't wear sunglasses turkey hunting obviously because their eyesight and the reflection i get that but i wear them every day in a hunt not just to see better not just to look cooler the better you look the better you feel the better you feel mm-hmm. the better you perform mm-hmm. but to protect my eyes yeah. my vision i just got lens re- extraction surgery last year i got 2020 and 2015 i don't need prescription sun sunglasses or reading glasses i don't need readers I'm 48 years old i'm not gonna have readers it's pretty much cataracts, but Oakley's protecting my eyes. Oakley standard issue. OakleySI.com. Go on and visit them online and check out all of their different shades, all of their different models, their lenses, their technology, the merch, the backpacks, the gloves, the shirts, the pants, the boots. It's military. It's front line. It's blue line. It's law enforcement and it's outdoors. It's conservation. It's sustainability. They believe in what we do here at the foul life, where the payment ends, the provider, Oakley Eyewear is the official sunglass of everything we do, and I love so many of their different models. They got some new ones I need to show you. I just got a little care package sent to me by my boy Drew. What's up, Drew? Can't wait to see you. Going to see you in Boston this summer. Thank you all for supporting Oakley. Check them out again at OakleySI.com, the official eyewear and sunglass of the foul life. Uh, It's funny because I just Googled him so I could see his face, and eight hours ago, you know, they've got a – a, a slam you know article about him how he's dominating the u.s charts even after his racial slur and it's and here's his timeline of his biggest controversies so you can't let him oh, make yeah, a mistake and, but he he apologized for it now he's doing now he's on stage with like little dirk and he's doing he did uh broadway he, broadway girls with a rapper i don't know if there's little dirk on that one but he he hunts with he uh, wasn't saying it 
derogatory. He no. was saying he was it saying how it like he was how the it. young kids all say it now. Yeah, they I, all do. I, I assume they do. And in that part of the country, out here, you don't hear it. You don't hear it here. You you would if you ran around in those kind of circles. Maybe I hear I hear kids saying it that. But you, that aren't I heard black. It, I heard the video and it's, yeah, me too. It's exactly what you're saying. It's late in the morning or early in the morning, like two a.m. And he's like, "Hey, get that." back in the house you know and he's talking about his friend and his yeah. i guess maybe he had had some noise disturbances or something to where he pissed that neighbor off before and that neighbor heard him come home maybe slammed the doors and started filming from upstairs in his apartment or condo or whatever and then turned that into tmz i'm yeah. sure and probably got paid for it and then they go oh we got him now we got him now we're gonna cancel this dude and they got him fired yeah they got him kicked out of nashville for a minute and then when he did when he came back oh Dude, he's he's doing things that no no act has ever done. I don't believe. Like, like I said, that that San Diego stadium was insane. Is that it, it the, is like that it, where the Chargers and Rams play? I think it's where the or the Padres soccer play. No, no, that's that's Jack's that's Jack Ty. That's that's Petco Park. That's little. That's forty thousand, fifty thousand. This is oh, that maybe was a, maybe maybe that was an indoor stadium. I think. I thought <laughs> the roof was open called. on it. It's either this. It's either soccer or it's where the Rams play in Los Angeles. Just look up SOFI Stadium. Here, I'll look it up right here. I'm just trying to see what venue was. I, it was uh, SoFi. It was at Petco. No. Yeah. Okay, well, then I'm looking at SoFi. Look him up in SoFi Stadium and um, and tell me if he played there. Because he sold it out. I know that he sold it out. And it's... it's. Um, oh, yeah, he did that too last week. That's what I, I guess that's the one I did see. Where's what's SoFi? SoFi is uh, teams. Seventy thousand expands to a hundred thousand. Los Angeles Chargers and Los Angeles Rams. SoFi Stadium. SoFi Stadium. Yep, Morgan, sold out. Sold out, right? Yep. And Morgan, it's seventy to a hundred thousand. With two hundred sixty luxury seats and thirteen thousand premium seats, so it's uh, could could potentially be a hundred and. You know, fifteen to one hundred and twenty thousand. That's crazy. Good for him. Um, I just saw videos of it. People I know online, and they were sitting way back. <laughs> Inglewood, California, is where SoFi is. Morgan Wallen plays in front of a sold-out crowd at SoFi Stadium. Um, let's just see if we can find it. Who had already been warmed up by Hardy, Ernest, and Bailey Zimmerman. Um, Does it say? The crowd of about 70,000 fans for a country concert. That's good. That's crazy, huh? Yeah, he has up, down. He's got so many good songs. Like, you can't argue with it. I mean, he's just... He's freaking good. He's really is picking the right songs, writing the right songs. If they say if he can stay, you know, say like doesn't get out and party too hard, and they keep him under wraps, like he'll be he'll break every record there is. Hmm. And Garth Brooks got almost every touring record I believe in country music. Don't know that for a fact, so fact check me. Don't cancel you. Don't cancel me. But it's cool, like when you see a shot. When you're in Nashville and you hear of like his mom goes to his concert and his sister and they look up and they're like, you know, like that's how you look at your brothers. Like that's what a dork. Like, yeah, he runs around his underwear and scratches his nuts all night. That's what they're saying about Morgan. Like, dude, that's Morgan. Like he picks his nose and right. And, and 
didn't barely graduate the night, you know, whatever they know about him, you know, right. he's just a dude that is got, he's got talent that people are interested in going and watching and seeing him. And he puts on a hell of a show. You can barely hear him sing because the crowd is singing every word. I went and saw him in Billings, Montana, and you couldn't even barely hear him singing because the crowd oversings him because they know every word to every song. They never sit down. All the seats around the stadium, none of them sit down. And really? of course, everybody on the floor is standing up. It's good for music. I mean, he's kicking ass. That's great. He's kicking ass. I think everybody sang every Guns N' Roses song when we went to that show. And oh, Guns N' Roses, nobody compares. I'm seeing them this month, August 26th, Nashville. Where's that at? Soccer stadium, 35,000 people. Jesus. That'll be good, too. You think so? I think so. Guns N' Roses, Nashville. It was just Slash's birthday the other day, wasn't it? Did you call him? I shot him a quick FaceTime. You think he'd be fun to party with? Or is he sober? Guns N' Roses, August 26, 2023. Um, Geodisc Park. Where is Guns N' Roses playing in Nashville in 2020? Geodisc Park. Geodisc Park. Um, must be a... Uh, Guns N' Roses, Nashville, Carrie Underwood's opening for them. The the Pretenders, Alice in Change, The Warning, and Dirty Honey. That's going to be a heck of a day of music. You're seeing all those people? They're all going to be there. Dirty Honey, The Warning, Alice in Chains, Pretenders, and Carrie Underwood. And then Guns N' Roses? And then she'll come back out on stage, and I'm not a big fan of hers. She's anti-everything I'm about. So, um, And then Guns N' Roses that night. Wow. Is that cool or what? That'll be a good one. Let's see, Geotis park nashville why don't we have a full-time fact checker joe's park nashville we had that kid that used to sit in here concert capacity let's see if it says thirty thousand to thirty-five thousand. largest soccer specific stadium in the united states or canada is it nashville tennessee huh nashville tennessee that's pretty cool Guns N' Roses. Then on the Monday night, Drake White's having his benefit for the brain at the Ryman, the mother church of country music. And it's uh, Riley Green, Drake White, Randy Hauser, and Jamie Johnson. Wow. And I'm going to go to that and then fly home the next day. Is Jamie Johnson coming back to Reno anytime soon? God, I wish. I don't know why he's not. He's not touring heavily. Let's let's look up uh, Jamie Johnson. What else is going on in your world? Talk to me more about your job. Are you... You're not gonna cut. You're not gonna work with me anymore. It's like you're scared to talk to me about it because you got your tail between really, your legs. I don't really have like a plan, you know. You don't have a plan right now. You're you're almost fifty, bro. I have a little bit of a plan, but I just don't have. I don't, it's all new, you know. Just yesterday was my last day. Yesterday was. I, well, I mean, so are you taking are you taking some time off to think? I'm taking a sabbatical. Uh-huh. I actually, I I cleaned out my desk this morning, but I didn't finish because I had to come out here and. Jen wanted to see my car, so I had to go switch cars. So I'll knock that out tomorrow. It's a nice time to just relax, summertime, you know? Yeah. So you're just you're just going to kind of chill? No. I'm not going to just try and chill. I'm just going to try and start a business or something instead of go back to work. It's gonna, it'd be, it would be very hard for me to go back to work for someone right now. Even me? Anyone. Really? 
Well, I mean, unless you said, hey, you can do your own thing from your house and I'll just send you a check every once in a while. No, you'd have to sit out here and work and actually do, be accountable. Right. That's, what, accountable. that's what that would be hard right now. It would. Well, I haven't had to do that for five years. Not that I don't do that. But Isn't it fun, though? What? Grinding out a nine to five is not fun. You don't do it. That's why I know it's not fun. Well, but being out here on a nine to five is fun. We're always rocking. Oh, out here's fun. Swimming. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, these guys right, aren't fine. swimming. You're swimming. Are you going back in the transportation industry? No. You're Not, still nor, thinking about the, the construction deal? Nor, yeah. Nor am I going back to the plumbing company. You're not? No. You're going back to something in construction. Is it in the rental business? No, we already talked about that. That's intriguing, though. I really thought about it. My dad was I'll telling I'll start a toilet company with you. My dad said he was out at um, Cedarville and drove through Gerlach and saw how much rental stuff's already out there for burning man oh yeah it's big but i mean you got to get those national contracts i was surprised when you said you had to have 500 toilets to make it um do you know what would be very difficult about that it would be finding a place to yeah, keep you, 500 you'll never toilets. do good with 100 toilets you'll build you'll they'll be gone then what do you do you just got that income coming in then what do you do when you get the next phone call you gotta go buy two more toilets well, you start with a hundred, and then you get. That's how you start. You guys didn't say you couldn't start with a hundred. That's how we started. But before you know it, you're reinvesting in more trucks and more toilets and welding and fabricating more trailers, and then, then you get an opportunity to bid a big concert or Burning Man. Now you got to go get VIPs. Then you got to have attendance. Then you got to figure out all your supplies and your toilet paper and your chemical. And then you got to do maintenance on all the trucks. Then you got to have a shop. Then you got to have all your licensing. And then you got to go and offload all of the waste, black water, gray water tanks. You got to go to the sewer yard and offload all the trucks every day or have holding tanks in your yard and have all of the capacity for that and the licensing and documentation for that. There's so much that goes into it. But oh then you God. could add temporary fencing, stormwater pollution prevention and erosion control and concrete washouts. And then you can start adding. Um, any kind of rental stuff that you want. I mean, you can get into Connex boxes, lights, footers, generators, footers, all that lights, shit. generators, towers, whatever you want. It's all a matter of do you have the money to buy it all and can you go into that community and that market and compete? Or are you willing to put boots on the ground and drive up to Truckee and be and meet with so-and-so from Granite Construction and be like, hey, I know you just won the bid or I know you got a bid coming up. I got to meet with the project com manager, the estimators, the con construction managers and get my pricing to him take him out to lunch you know how to do all that oh yeah but there's a lot of competition you got sandy mm -hmm. hut you got uh united. i don't know if the one in in you got united sandy hut, then quick spaces come on strong mm -hmm. back when i was there when the bilser family on that they were just really conex boxes and 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 you know uh, office trailers yeah, for job sites. office jobs that job was their main thing. what is that temporary offices yeah um and now they're huge in the toilets because they bought... Um, did they buy the one in Carson? Mm-hmm. Oh, they did. Not Carson, here, where Enard used to work. United? Yeah. I think so. Or no. No. Who did who, who did you say? United National. Sandy Hut didn't get bought out by them. No, no, no. Who did you say is coming on so strong? Quickspace. Yeah. There was Nevada Johns and Carson. I don't see them anymore. They could have been purchased by Quickspace. I don't I know saw, sure. They bought someone. Who bought you guys? United. And they're out in Mustang or Lockwood. Right. I don't even know if they're still here. I don't see their stuff much. But I'm also not here I much. think they're the ones that are out at Burning Man, though. Oh, are, oh yeah. They had the Burning Man contract for many years. 
they're probably the only one in the area big enough to do because they can bring in units from Sacramento and the Bay Area, and they don't have to have all that inventory here or all right. those employees here. They can get employees from any city around here, Portland, Boise. Repeat was telling me, though, that, that the fact he said the hardest thing is it all has to be off so fast, and there's just not enough trucks and people yeah, and yeah, you the have, travel time to get it out. You just can't do it. I was up at Tahoe the other day. Um at South Shore with the concert series at Harvey's. I didn't go to a show. I was up there for the golf tournament. I, I was back in the back there where all the concerts are, mm-hmm. and it, all those toilets are quick space now. And they had trucks up there servicing, moving trailers around. You know, new bands coming in. They had to move this office trailer. They're doing it all up there. Why? Why do we have such a lame lineup this year? Oh my God! I just said that. Walking through uh, Harvey's the other day, I took the girls up there. We ate at Hell's Kitchen. The, the beef Wellington was incredible. So overpriced, the entire thing. Mm-hmm. I got a pound of crab legs for 144 bucks. It came with two knuckles, three <laughs> half legs. They were thick, and they had some meat in them. But I was done with it with the, the table. We were done with it in maybe 45 seconds because they come cracked for you. Yeah. And I'm like, I just watched $144 go like that. Yep. <clears throat> maybe $20 worth of crab. Then the beef Wellington's incredible. $66 a plate for beef Wellington with no sides. Right. It comes with this pate stuff. Um Great food, great tasting food, great bartender, great waiters, great service. It was just a good night. But I, dude, like Sammy Hagar is the Darius Rucker, Kane Brown, which I'm going to with my mom. I'm taking her to see Kane. Sammy Hagar is like the highlight of it. Old Dominion was there. Train, no, the train's down here. Train's here, yeah. The big one that's up there is the Foo Fighters. They're there next week or the week after. Dave and the Foo Fighters without Taylor, they're coming. Anyway, we got to end this. You got another podcast coming up, don't you? Mm-hmm. Check out Crosby's other podcast with my brother's Clinton Clay building, sometimes Uncle Mel building, my dad's brother. It's called Where the Payment Ends. This has been another episode of This Life Ain't for Everybody, breaking it down with Chad and Alex. Hope you all are enjoying it. And um, just conversation, just discussions. We got a lot more coming. Hopefully Aldo goes on the road with us. Hopefully you take the fall off too with this little hiatus. Wouldn't that be nice? Man, I wish I had a sugar mama. I could probably afford to take a year oh. off. I can't. Oh, really? You want to travel this year and help me on the road? Would you consider it if we talked about it? Would you pay me to go on the road? Yeah. I'll you pay would? you to be. And I will offer you a job within the next four days of being 100% in charge of truck trailer maintenance. Obviously, you're not going to be getting under there and welding under, an axle. But keeping it organized, <laughs> oil checks, fluid checks, air pressure, uh, all of the driving across the country helping us i mean we're all together then you got the airbags and making sure their compression is right or you know their their airflow is right and their air levels and weight um keeping the lockers organized guns cleaned all we all pitch in but i need a i need a guy that is in charge crew of chief me. crew chief yes that's a good name we huh? pull into the lodge you make sure that all right, we got Jack Daniels in town. We got seven people hunting this week. We're going to have two different groups. I need to make sure that there's three, three, two left-handed Benelli's and five right-handed Benelli's every day ready, some 20, some 12. Then the black cloud, the ammo's there. We got large. We got know everybody's size to get them a jacket and some bibs, boot size for waiters. It's easy. You just knock it out the night before. Help me cook some meals. Help organize food. We scout together. We hang out. Could be fun. But I don't know if you can stay away from your girl that long. Yeah, that'd be tough. Would it? yeah for real are you lying you're laughing while you say it (laughs) i hope she doesn't listen to this so would you be interested in that maybe what do you mean maybe 
Maybe. Oh, my God. I give up. Thanks for listening to another Go Nowhere conversation with <laughs> Alex Crosby. Unbelievable. Anybody out there hiring, give me a shout. Thank you, Jack Daniels, for being a title sponsor of This Life Ain't For Everybody, breaking it down. Tennessee, Sour Mash Whiskey, Lynchburg, USA. Tennessee, south of Nashville. Every drop of Jack Daniels is made in Lynchburg, Tennessee, sold in over 175 countries. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. Check out the new Coy Hill, the new Bonded, the new Bonded Rye, the new second edition 10-year, the new first edition 12-year, and, of course, the go-tos, the old number seven Jack Daniels, the Gentleman Jack, the single barrel. You can even try the flavors, Tennessee Fire, Tennessee Apple, and Tennessee Honey. Chad Belding, Alex Crosby, breaking it down. This life ain't for everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Here's Brent Cobb. The morning's going to come.